This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. What will you choose? No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to week three of the Real EFL podcast. Welcome to everyone who's made it back for week three um, and welcome to everyone who's joining us for the first time now that the shenanigans of the playoffs are out of the way and we can talk about some more teams. Weirdly, last week's listeners were about the same as week one, even though there were only half the number of teams. So um Tonight, who knows, maybe half of them are still rocking in a corner, muttering about VAR, and the other half are still out on the lash. Uh, we'd also like to think that recently promoted Sheffield Wednesday manager Darren Moore is amongst our listeners. Liam messaged me last night saying, are you listening to? Uh, he was reeling off stats that he'd clearly nicked from the Real EFL podcast at the end of yesterday's game. So hi, Darren. Congratulations, mate. Happy to have you here and uh, congratulations to everyone at Carlisle too. Uh, this week we're going to look at both of the finals for the weekend and then we'll be moving on as quickly as I am able to get away with uh, to what's ahead for the football season, what we're going to do now the football season's over and then a quick chat about League Two and what's to come in August. Uh, it's already been touted as the toughest League Two of all time so we'll have a quick chat about that. I'm joined, as usual, by my co-presenter, Liam, who, um, after the trauma of the weekend, is my emotional support animal for the evening. So, Liam, let's get the first bit over with and then we can get on to forgetting that the weekend never happens. You are putting your support in the wrong person here. <laughs> I could see yeah, through, through gritted teeth there, you said congratulations to Carlisle. I could tell that there was <laughs> no... Every uh, sincerity. Can we can we acknowledge that we're alone tonight? Are we? Yeah. Are we talking oh, about I forgot to, like one job. Yeah, we're. No, alone. You did have one job. It's fine. We we, we style it out. It's better <laughs> yeah, than we... the intro that people are going to get to see over on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, we are producerless tonight. Uh, so producer Gary is getting married on Thursday. Do you know what? I don't even. Um, 
I don't I even know. You, haven't, you haven't been invited either. I was just going to say, yeah, my, I, my <laughs> invite's still not arrived yet, so it doesn't tell me the actual date. Um, but no, yeah, he's, he's getting married to Fee. I believe it's Fee. Sure, Fee? sure. Yeah. Oh, learn him. I took took time to learn who he was getting married to. Didn't even get an invite. Um, yeah, no, he's he's not here. So we've we've kind of got like we can do what we want. We don't we have to talk about Carlisle at all. This is awesome. We don't. Well, I know they're not married yet, but congratulations for when they do get married, I suppose. Yeah, congratulations again, Gary. Honeymoon in Skegness. <sighs> Lincoln looking, season. Looking absolutely brilliant. Going to Grimsby <laughs> for the day. Wow. Um, <laughs> getting used to League Two for when Lincoln come down. Um <laughs> Should we, uh, should we crack on? Should we jump in? Yeah. What, what are we doing? So we go, are we going to go? Do we want to do League One first? Do we want to go League Two? Oh, let's get League Two out of the way. All right. Well, you were there, so you've got obviously better view than me. I, 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 I watched from home, and uh, Christ, it was dull. <laughs> I, I will say this. I will say this, and I, and I tweeted this out during the game. Any team in League Two that was in or around the playoffs that didn't make it will have been kicking themselves on Sunday mm-hmm. because neither team really showed up. Like it was just a very, it was like the occasion got to both sides. Yeah. And the, I, I watched, I watched thinking we could have beat these. Like we could have beat either of them. Like, because the, the team, the Carlisle team that turned up were a shadow of the Carlisle team we played the week mm-hmm. before. And similar with yourselves at Stockport, yeah. like I, I've witnessed you guys Almost as much as I've witnessed, not almost as much, sorry, uh, more than any other team aside from my own this season. Yeah. And I I genuinely thought, I thought it'd be so much better, but it, it wasn't. But do you know what? There had to be a winner. And I think that's a good thing about it. It still got that excitement. Yeah. It still got that that over the line. Um, yeah. What What was your thoughts from the... I- uh, Thing like I'm not making excuses. I think because it affects both teams. I think the 130 kickoff was uh, a decision that will probably be challenged in future. Not least because of the attendances, but also because it was so bloody hot. Um, I don't. I, I, but although saying that, full respect to the lads in front of me. At like you know an hour and a half in, still in the Stoney's jackets in the full sun. Yeah, I'm in a t-shirt and a shirt sweltering, but they were, I mean, all credit to them. They showed up. I think, you know, warm-ups plus then 120 minutes of football is going to get to anyone. They had water breaks, uh, but second half, or maybe it's extra time, I don't know, it's blood into one, uh, that we were stood in the sun um, as it came round, and it was horrific. There, I've got friends who watched the second half in the concourse because it was so hot. So to play in that when you're really not used to it yeah. um, for either team is is a lot. And then penalties, it's just cruel, isn't it? It's a really cruel way to go. And there's always um, someone who, you know, maybe feels a little bit responsible. But what other options could there have been? You know, silver goal and golden goal, we could we probably would have been in the same situation. Uh, I did some research. Yeah, you could have been playing now and no one was scoring. Well, right. Well, that's the thing. There was one that was... Uh, I, so I looked at... I think it was a FIFA um, initiative to look at alternatives to penalties, right? So uh, one of them was like indefinite extra time. And it said, this isn't actually a great idea because there'd be penalties and players would be exhausted. And, you know, you can just imagine like Wimbledon them playing into the yeah. night. 
uh, one suggestion was a jury at the end. So, you know, like in boxing, oh, a jury. Like a yeah, I quite like that. That would I mean, be controversial. It'd be horrific. Yeah, but immediately you would have accusations of bias yeah. and match fixing and yeah, because fun though. Yeah, because I, I obviously I'm in a I'm in a group chat with a lot of Stockport fans. Yeah. Um, which you know, I mean you're somehow I was a Bradford fan, I ended up in a Stockport group <laughs> no, chat. No clue. Um, and I've managed to stay in for a, quite a while now. Um every time someone <laughs> tries to out me and asks why I'm there, the Stockport fans come to my defence. Um <laughs> But the Stockport fans in that group thought, felt like you guys were the better side. But on Twitter, the Carlisle fans felt like they were the better side. And it, it I, was kind of a... That's why you can't do a judge thing, because yeah. you're always going to look through tinted glasses. Yeah, and I think I think we were quite well matched. I think we edged it in the first half. And then from about 80 minutes, they dominated uh, in terms of possession and, and opportunities. And I think we probably did well to scrape through extra time without conceding. And there's all that, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know, there, there were missed opportunities. I remember sitting there, at, like you, you go into the game, right? So ni- 90 minutes to League One. And then at half time, it's like 45 minutes to League One, 83 minutes, seven minutes to League One. And then it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? And then so, it's 12, 12 months to League One. And I, it's know, over. I can't. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think it's all very fair that penalties are penalties. Uh-huh. They're well taken. I think they deserve the win. Ultimately, yeah. you know, slightly edged it over the over the full 120 minutes. So, yeah, that's my magnanimous uh, concession and congratulations yeah. to Carlisle. Um, can we move on? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we we can do. We can move on on it. I think you know the overall they deserved it. Carlisle were when you look at the way they played over the season, they probably should have got automatics, but they they kind mm-hmm. of they dropped off form, didn't they? Yeah, um, yeah. So I think they probably felt like they deserved it, maybe more. And I think mm-hmm. this is what I said to you guys last week when we were talking that. I think it was no, it was actually it was a while ago we were talking about this was before we started the podcast where I said that I felt like we deserved it the most because mm-hmm. we've been through we've been through the most. Carlisle haven't been through as much as we have. You've just yeah. come up last year, so you haven't been here long enough to feel like you, you deserved it. <laughs> um, so that's where I was like, but yeah, no, Carlisle probably feel that they deserve it more. But I'll be honest with you, from a League Two fans perspective, like if I'm looking at it from a neutral. I'm quite glad Carlisle went up because mm. you guys staying in this league has made it even more interesting next season. Yay. Yay. <laughs> but we'll come to that soon. Um, if, let, let, yeah. On the opposite end of the scale, your game had not much drama, not really no. much to it. You want to talk and about when, drama in when the playoffs? Scored, it was like I was kind of waiting for VAR to kick in. Like, you know, yeah. I, I, I expected some kind of, I don't know, theatrical interpretative dance while you know waiting for the results Sheffield Wednesday and Barnsley had a little bit more of our drama they they did and I I said I said last night I don't believe that there will ever be a playoff campaign like Sheffield Wednesday's Mm, yeah it's it, it had everything absolute I mean they were gutted after the first leg like they were there were fans ripping tickets up to going in the second leg and turning it around to go into the final and literally the last kick of the game, mm-hmm. winning it with a diving header. But Barnsley will feel hard done by because 
they had a penalty turned down by VAR. Yeah. And then that red card. And the red card. I would have been aggrieved if that was a yellow against my team, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, it's um, the, I think the penalty, I think, well, interestingly, both of them, I mean, the opportunity is there for the ref to go and have another look at it. That's what it's there for. And I think that probably should have been the recommendation. The The sending off was, um, I think it was effectively a mistimed tackle. It was reckless, but not particularly well, dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, not much contact. The penalty, I don't know, clear contact and a foul, but worth a second look, certainly. Yeah. And I think... They'll never let that go because no. it's Sheffield Wednesday that it was against as well. You know, I think yeah. it was pointed out 11 miles between the two teams. But again, 96 points Sheffield Wednesday got mm-hmm. this season. Yeah. They deserved to go up like they yeah, without absolutely. any shadow of a doubt. Um, yeah, it was a slightly better final. I think Josh Windass getting the yeah, getting the winner in the style that he did. Um, yeah. And then obviously his dad coming on to, to, make, so to make it all about him again. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, it's it, it, yeah. I, I watched it and I was like, "Why are you there? Like, why you played for Sheffield United first of all? Like, <laughs> why are you there? I know he's there to support his son, but why are they bringing him yeah. on to talk about it? Let Josh have his moment, oh, you know. Yeah, don't, don't overshadow it. And I don't know. A point I'm going to make and. This is, might be a little bit controversial, but did you Ooh. feel that Josh was a little bit embarrassed by his dad because he seemed very cagey with him? Yeah, I think he said, didn't he, that his dad had been kind of giving it like there'd been a bit of banter and a bit of like, I've done this, so you know, I expect you to do the same or better. Um, but I did like, I didn't watch it all, so that's only the kind of post-match highlights that I've seen. I escaped yeah. Wales after the trauma of Sunday. So yeah. you just, <laughs> just went on the run. Back. <laughs> yeah. Just went on the run. Uh, yeah, I wish I could have done that after Carlisle. Um, I remember someone sent me a photo of me up on the, I was stood on a ledge watching the game at oh. uh, Carlisle and someone sent me a photo going, oh, what were you thinking stood up here? I, like, I wish I'd jumped. <laughs> like It was just that bad. Um, these playoffs, we can both admit now that these playoffs yeah. have been a shambles. Yeah. We don't want to ever talk about them again, so no. we're not going to. Um, I don't want to be at when, like people are saying, oh, it's a nice day out. Yeah, but I never want to do it again. It's, it's horrible, isn't it? The playoffs okay, are <laughs> awful. Um, but look, yeah. congratulations, but, Carlisle, and congratulations, Wednesday. They, they did it. Just saying, every time we lose a playoff final, we win the league the next year. Just putting yeah, that out there that. early. Absolutely. I'll retract it clearly between now and the whatever of August. But you'll retract it between now and in about fifteen minutes when we start talking about <laughs> League Two for next season, um, <laughs> with yeah. good reason as well. But yeah, so like I say, congratulations to both teams. They've got yeah. up. They've got to maintain that. They've got to keep going. And both teams that didn't go up. In fact, all three teams in either side in either league that didn't go up have got to push on for next season. Um, yeah really got to push on anything less than a promotion is a yeah. is a failure i suppose and i don't think for for us for bradford for salford there's anyone in there that was there by fluke it was all kind of hard work and and mm-hmm. a good season played out well so i think i'd expect to see them all feature in that top seven next season 
Well, if every, every team looked like at one stage they could break into the top three quite easily. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a testament to how good the league was this year. But before we look at how good the league is going to be next year... Yeah, well, enjoy the next month too. Yeah. And yeah, we're, we're, well, that's what we're going to talk about, isn't it? That's the little, yeah. little subject we're going to talk about. Let's talk about it. What do you do in the summer? I've really liked it since the games have ended for me. Have you? It's, yeah. So, like, uh, the last two weekends, we've we've got up, obviously had, I haven't had to get ready to go. Cause obviously, with what I do, I have to get there quite early. So, mm-hmm. it's a, it is a full day thing for me. Even when it's a three o'clock kickoff, I'm leaving yeah, here for right. half, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, so, like, we've got up, we've got sorted, we've taken the kids down to the park with the football and just had a kick about mm-hmm. and... You know, I came back on Saturday after being at the park, sat down, watched the championship game, which, you know, was 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 nice. But it was more just being able to relax and, and do my own thing. We're going away in a couple of weeks. We're going up to Scotland. It's nice mm-hmm. to not have to go. Someone like someone says to you, oh, do you want to do this? Well, let's have a look. Who are we playing? Yeah. yeah. Don't have to think about it. Um, so we've got a couple of trips away planned, Nice, some nice little weekend breaks and, and then back at it come July. But look, I'm, I'll be honest, right now, I'm really enjoying the, the break. And I say the break, <laughs> it's only the break from my team because there's still things happening, isn't there? Yeah, and it feels like the next week or so for us, like we've, because I don't know, have Bradford done their release and retained list yet? Yeah. Yeah, so we haven't yet. So we've got that to come. Season ticket prices, which we've been talking about Ooh. today on the WhatsApp group. Uh, we've got pre-seasons. We've just announced a game against Preston on the end of July, which is part of our 140 years of the club and commemorative shirts and new shirts. I'm excited about that as well. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently Jill's are off to Italy. We're off to Spain. Are you? How yeah, exciting. we've got... Uh, we've got. I remember. So we we went last year as well, but this year we last year was just a training camp. This year we've right. got a friendly out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year when someone had heard about it that we were going to Alicante, oh, right. and it got around the fans that Bradford were going to be announcing this Alicante thing, mm-hmm. and a few fans thought that Alicante was a player. So all, last summer before they announced the away trip, every time Bradford tweeted, people were going, announce, announce Alicante, announce an Alicante signing. And it was like, we were all laughing because it didn't matter what you told them. <laughs> but, and it was like, not only are you believing that we've signed a player called Alicante, there's no trace of a player called Alicante no. online that you can even pull that from. Um so, yeah, we're going back this year and actually having a friendly yeah. and there's some clubs will put some packages out for fans to be able to go oh, over and, and watch it, which is, which is, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a, a good little test. That's the only friendly we've announced so far. Um, as far as kits and things, we do kits quite late on. Uh, Same hours right. of July, like beginning of July, just mm. before. Uh, we, we're rumoured to be going to Spain as well. Yeah. Um. Which you know, it's in Nuneaton last year, so it's a bit of a difference. Bring the roundabouts, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I yeah, kits, that, it's normally July. Yeah, kit, our our home kits usually sort of 
first couple of weeks, maybe beginning of July, maybe even June, the home kit, but the away kit is usually just before the season starts. Uh And then the third kit, we always have a third kit. That's sometimes end of August, September. Gosh, after you started. Yeah, no, we we have all three in one game. But I've heard that some teams have already got their kits out for next year and are playing in them. Oh, wow. Um, Not only two, presumably that's that's prem because they're still still going but yeah i mean i wouldn't uh, barrow actually barrow did didn't they for their last game oh was it barrow yeah barrow did for their last game they they they, the players had their new kit on but i i'm a i would support teams going back to to once every two years on kits yeah that's how it always was you didn't you didn't buy a kit every season or if you did you'd buy the home kit one season the away kit another season um, so I support that. I think we should go back to that. I think it should be a rule, but it's never going to yeah. be. Yeah. Well, we've got all the videos to look forward to as well, like the kit launch videos, like the transfer videos. They'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking of transfer videos, Bradford have released. Well, I say it's not really a transfer, but they they did their first announcement video yesterday. Which oh was... really? Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah. So... It before, obviously, but we. Uh... We have signed Andy Cook to a three-year deal. Wow. And the, the announcement video was him ordering off Bantamazon, um, <laughs> ordering a three-year Bradford City contract. Um, and it's made out as if he's like in his kitchen ordering it and then he's making a brew while he's waiting for it to come and he does a kick up with a tea bag to try and get it in the cup, but it misses by a mile and then he acts like it nearly went in. And then he's doing headers against the wall. And uh, all I'm thinking is, while it's made out to be his, his house and his kitchen, I'm looking at it going, I know what room that is. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not his house. That's I know where that is. Um so yeah, three years that's that's huge for us. And yeah, massive. That's, that's massive, massive. He massive was he was rumored to be going all over the place. And we'll you know, we'll talk about ridiculous transfer rumors, but don't know yeah. the number of people who are like, Oh, he's going he's going to county. Right, okay. Everyone's going to county, according to county fans. Yeah. Um, what what <laughs> are you are. doing with some of them? What have you got planned then? What are your uh, plans? I'm mostly spending money on football-related activities. So um, maybe pre-season. The Women's World Cup's coming up as well. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a, a bar in, in Stockport that's owned by a county fan, Ben, uh, called Basque. And they're doing uh, – there's a, a football brand for girls that's based in Stockport called Soccer Girls and they're doing like live viewings of the of the games not quite worked out what time of day they're going to be because it's Australia and New Zealand so So (laughs) I'm thinking I might be having some breakfasts at Basque yeah so I mean if if the game's sort of early evening in Australia, then it's it going to be 10, 10, 10 11 in the morning. Well. Yeah. yeah. It's um, going to be any time between sort of 7 in the morning and 10 in the morning. Yeah. So that'll be fine. But the USA are favourites again. They're still massively on form and back to back champions. England are second favourites. European champions. So one defeat and like 30 odd matches. It's ridiculous. Ah, um, dude, England can do it. They can do it. I'm going to, I just remembered as well, going to England and Macedonia, is it? In June, Old Trafford. Oh, well, we're trying to go to England and Scotland in September. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, 
which is going to be fun with Grant being Scottish. Grant is someone that I work with on another podcast. He is yeah. as Scottish as they come. So we're going to try yeah. to go a bit ahead at that. Um, yeah. no, I, do you know what I like? I like the uh, I like the whole downtime and just being able to, if you want to go watch football, you can. Because yeah. you kind of feel obligated when it's your team, don't you? Yeah, I felt I, I missed one away game, well, one game full stop this season when I was actually in the country, and I felt really guilty about it. Yeah, it was and Colchester you... away, so it's probably a blessing. But I think I can't even remember what the score was. Uh, no, I think we won. I watched it. Like I... true, you know, legally obtained means, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no other way to do it. Um... No, I'm the same. And it's like, there'll be some days where you just know that you're not going to win. Mm. and Or you know that you're not going to perform well. And you're like, yeah. yeah, but what if I miss goal of the season? I know. And that's always a thought in my, in no. my mind. Like, when I, if there's been a few games that I've not... I think there's only been one home game that I've not been to. Because um, we had plans. And it always turns out that we have plans on the first weekend of September. And we <laughs> always end up at home on that date. Um, and but weirdly, last two years he's been Walsall, both times. Oh, nice. But every time we score, and I'm I'm out and I'm watching the scores come in, and I'm like, oh, please be a tap in. <laughs> I just don't want to see a, a goal of the season when I'm not yeah. there. Uh, I really didn't want to go to Salford, like our um, our home tie in the semis, and actually that turned out to be a yeah. pretty phenomenal match. So, don't know. Superstitions, though, isn't it? We should do. We should talk about superstitions one week as well. Oh, superstitions would be quite good. Yeah. I, I I didn't realise I had any until this season, but I do have some. But we'll we'll cover I have them. Yeah, so many. And um, my my friend Claire, that I think we talked about before she, on Saturday, she was like, "We're not superstitious people anymore." It's like. I, okay, right, because we were talking about all the different things and the combinations of things that we needed to do for Wembley to 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 not upset this, you know, run of success. And in the end, we decided there, there were fifteen thousand county fans going, and no, everyone was going to have their own superstitions, and there would be other people that we that were breaking yeah. them that we could blame it on. <laughs> so, uh, or maybe it's because I didn't wear the sweatshirt that I wore against Salford. In that could be it. Degree heat. <laughs> I did see Paddy Madden saying afterwards. <laughs> he blames that 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 woman who didn't have that jumper on. Right. I saw her. I saw her, and she was just wearing a t-shirt. He said, "But them lads in front of her had them Stone Island jackets on the entire oh, game." I, I still can't get over it. There were puffer puffer jackets on. They Got to get the bad gym. Just so in case hot. that camera came round, though. If that oh, camera comes round, yeah. I felt so fuming. old and like maternal. Come on, <laughs> just just wear your t-shirt. Just put your take, put your coat on your back. Yeah. Take your coat off. You won't feel benefit when you get outside. <laughs> <laughs> it is hot. It's horrible in there, though, isn't it? Because there's no wind. It literally no. just contains. It's just a ball of heat yeah. and hot air. Um, um, really weird kind of acoustics as well. Like we have, we have a drum. We can, we can also talk about drums at some point. Uh, and it just sounded like a thuddy heartbeat, like almost yeah. like there was a, a hole in it. And we, my dad and my brother were round to the side a little bit and they said, Oh, it was really noisy. It was really loud. Wasn't it? It's like, no, it just didn't. It didn't feel like that at all. It's it really, really odd acoustics. You could hear it. 
but it wasn't really loud no. on TV. No, um, I can imagine. Well, you mentioned earlier about silly transfers. That's the other thing that we have to look forward to this summer. We call I call we call it silly season. Silly season. Because with with sort of obviously the real EFL and things like that being connected, you get to hear absolutely everything. Mm. You kind of have to check them. And yeah. some of the things that people come to you with, and I've heard this, I've heard this, and you immediately know it's wrong. Yeah. But you go, I'll check anyway. Um, <laughs> the, the one at the minute is Bradford fans are adamant that Bradford have signed Cole Stockton. Uh, Cole Stockton's on my list. It feels like, but also feels like every transfer window, he's, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm maybe more likely now that Morecambe have come down. I don't know, but. Well, he's, he's, he left Morecambe to stay in League One. Yeah. That was his reason for leaving League One. Um, and as of the back end of last week, he was in talks with one of the two League One playoff finalists. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a lot of money up there. Yeah. He's not going to drop to League Two for League Two no. wages when there are League no. One wages on the on the table. Unless there's something really drastically changed and gone wrong, he's not right. coming to Bradford. But these people are adamant. He's <laughs> already signed. Um <laughs> One of them were the, the the reason I know that it's not true is because when they were telling us he'd already signed, he was at that League One playoff team having discussions at that point. At that so time. there was no way that he had signed. Um, but, but they just won't accept. And, and it's that thing of you try and tell them in the nicest way it's not going to happen, and you mm-hmm. get back. You don't know what you're talking about. How would you know? <laughs> I won't believe it until the club says something. Well, why would the club say we're not signing Cole Stockton? <laughs> like, yeah. all that's going to happen is you're going to sign somewhere else and then people are going to pretend that we turned him down or, yeah, you, you yeah. know, we, it's silly. But he is the one this summer everyone seems to be talking about. Is but, um is Daniel Aguirre still going to you? That was kicking around a few weeks ago as well. Honestly, we don't know. He, uh, yeah. well, apparently there's music in this as well on the side. We turn all this oh. off. Sorry, Garrett. <laughs> we we have no Gary this week. It's all good. No, but he's gonna he's listening back to it. Oh, um, has he got to edit it? Poor Gary. Yeah, Hi, Gary. Poor Gary. Uh, yeah. So the the other yeah the the lad from Crew. It's a weird situation now. When we played them two games before the end, he came over and applauded our yeah. fans a couple times. Yeah. Which is it? Which is weird. Um, yeah. Really weird when they've won. 3-2 in the last minute yeah. with the last kick of the game you'd, you'd, you'd be celebrating with your teammates he, sell- yeah. he, he applauded our fans and he's left crew, they're in talks with him but their manager's mm-hmm. come out today and said it's very unlikely that he's going to stay at crew Yeah, I think he's, I do think he's coming to Bradford but, and so do Bradford fans but this again makes you think we're not going to sign him bring Andy Cook mm-hmm. in on a three year deal Mm. We've got Vidane Oliver, two years left. We've mm. got Jake Young, and we've got Matt Derbyshire, and then we're going to throw Cole Stockton in there as well. <laughs> yeah. Like common sense, like we all kind of know that that's one that's most likely going to happen. Um, I expect if it's going to happen, it'll be announced in the coming days because he's still in talks with Crew, which I like. I think he's giving them a chance. He probably yeah. knows he's not going to. He knows where he's going to be. Yeah. A lot of players kind of know where they're going to be at this stage. So aside from Stockton, who's your one this summer that you think's out there? 
the funny ones come for us it's like going back years and years there was a story about um benjani going to county and it came from like Dita Haman, who was at county at the time and i think he'd said that uh, benjani could train uh with the squad and that happens a lot we get people like phil bardsley i think yeah. aaron lennon as well last season just before he retired not that last season this site season just before he retired and mm. um, this season it's uh, phil jones apparently who's just left united he was at some players thing uh the night before orient as well so it it tends to be yeah, those oh, so and so has been spotted training. I miss uh, for, for loads of transfer windows. We were after Cabby Schmanger, and it was you know he's been spotted yes. at Greg's on Castle Street, and it just the felt best, like it's it? written the in the stars. Um, yeah. And then oh, it, Ash Palmer had gone, and that was clearly some kind of deal, and you know, and, and then obviously he went to to posh. And uh, what was the other one uh, last August? Oh, Paul Mullen. Can you <laughs> can you imagine? I don't know where they get it from. But no, I've not heard much actually yet. Hussey uh, obviously said yesterday that he's he's leaving. leaving yeah. Now, at the moment, everyone's just over-interpreting tweets from the players about whether they said we push on next season or yeah team or you know or i and uh ryan rydell's brother saying you know how how hard he's taken it and how he feels like he's let people down and things like that so I, i'm i'm more i don't know i think i'll probably make more predictions about who might be on their way out rather than on their way in but i've not heard, i don't know if you've heard any daft ones for county do you know no i haven't i've heard a lot i've heard outs um, yeah. So we, we today in the group they were talking about Rydell. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not well. What they what they thought was happening, and the team that they claimed that were interested isn't happening. Whether he's going to go somewhere else, I don't know. But you know, we we both know we both had had a chat about it away from that mm-hmm. group, and he's not in in the plans for that team. Um, no. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you guys actually do this summer and who's. I can't wait for it to actually ramp up. That's the that's yeah. the best part. <laughs> and for me, the silly one this summer for League Two is Gareth Bale. <laughs> because it was a joke on Twitter between him and Rob McElhenney, and uh-huh. that's all it was. And <laughs> immediately it was, well, that's it. They're going to sign Gareth. Gareth Bale's going to sign for Wrexham. Well, yeah. he's probably not. Um, he's definitely not. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Stranger things have happened with Wrexham. I don't think they have. <laughs> I, don't... <laughs> I don't know. They've got a stadium called Stoke. Yeah, yeah, that's that's bizarre. <laughs> um, cold brew coffee, and then the and then the announcement video was them just trashing cold yeah, brew coffee. The teacups. It was very odd. Yeah. I'd be fuming if that was my company. Yeah, it's owned by Danone Stoke because I got you know when. Like it's marketing in it, so I went digging, and yeah, they're owned by Danone. It's a massive brand, but it's obviously not available here. Which it will be now. Odd, yeah. It'll be there, be here soon. Um, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's silly season. We're not there yet. We're not quite there no. yet. We'll but you're right. It's the ramping up. Like when you start, when you know that they're gonna like the social media teams must love it. Like shit housing all the fans 
oh, it's five o'clock right we're going to make an announcement at five o'clock and then they you know yeah. post a little emoji of the writing icon well yeah. away from lower leagues do you remember when leeds did that do you remember when leeds told their fans not to go to bed no so it was a few know. years back they um it's deadline day they um. tweeted out don't go to bed yet leeds fans <laughs> and at 11 o'clock announced that they'd sold someone <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and that's all it was. The fans oh, went mental. Um, but speaking of admins kind of having a bit of fun with it, have you seen what Doncaster have done? No. So Doncaster, are, they're, they're having like a, a bit like a charity football match at their ground, and it's okay. like Harry Redknapp's All-Stars versus another team for charity. Mm -hmm. They had Harry Redknapp do a, an announcement video, and he mm -hmm. said on it, hi, Doncaster fans. It's me, Harry Redknapp. Um, sorry, I'm not here to announce Billy Sharp signing for you, but I am here to tell you about. And I watched it and I was like, there's no way in hell that Doncaster's admin has allowed that to go out if they aren't in talks with Billy Sharp. Because if yeah. they do not sign Billy Sharp or they are not in talks, there is going to be a meltdown. Yeah. And yeah, it went out on the official Doncaster page as well. Like... <laughs> That if he's just playing with them, and the thing is, the admin I know him and I've spoken to him quite a few times. I, he's a nice guy. I mm -hmm. don't think he would wind them up, right? But then again, silly season. Everyone yeah. gets caught up in it. It's just about getting that interaction, isn't it? Yeah. And, and and getting people to look at what you're doing. And you know, don't get me wrong, yeah. Billy Sharp's unattached. Yeah. He, he, we say about like Gareth yeah. Bale, stranger things have happened with Wrexham, but right. stranger things have happened with Billy Sharp. Yeah, um, we've seen Charlie Austin go back to Swindon. Yeah, is Billy is um is Billy Sharp the one that they play Wrexham when he was having a go at the yeah. yes that that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, he did. He uh, he trashed Wrexham, and that, that but the thing is, that's possibly another little incentive for him to drop. Yeah. To carry that yeah, on a little bit, um, it might have just been in the moment. Yeah. But thinking about Doncaster next year and part of the whole League Two renaissance with Grant McCann, mm. could be. It's been, it's been there before. It's coming. It's coming. It'd it, be a return. I think it'd be his third time there. Possibly. I'm sure he's yeah. been twice. Yeah, I could see it happening. I really could. Yeah. But let's talk about next season then. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally, so I sat at full time of your game and I was like, right, I want to get some interaction on my account here. And right now, every page <laughs> is, is saying, congratulations, Carlisle, is saying, commiserations, Stockport. They're all talking about the playoffs. So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to put the table together for next season <laughs> to start. I'm going to have, and as I'm typing it out, I'm going, oh no. <laughs> I'm typing a bit more and I'm going, oh, I forgot about them. And I'm, I'm going yeah. through it. And at the end, I, I tweeted out this, this graphic of the league for next season and it, it went viral. Like it went nuts. And everyone was just going, well, it just got harder. Yeah. This was the season that we've just had to get out of this league, and we, we've said that all along. Like we've all said, yeah. this is the this is the season to get out. If we yeah. don't get out this season, then 
we really are going to struggle. Yeah. But he, he's awful. Mm-hmm. He's awful. It really is. And there's teams that were like the tide was starting to change for the um like second half of last season, like Gillingham particularly. Mm. But like Doncaster, I wouldn't count Swindon out. You know, they starting to see kind of signs of where they were earlier in the season at the end. Yeah. It's and then you've got the ones you've got the ones coming down, you've got Notts County and Wrexham coming up. <laughs> I think there's gonna be about 15 teams next season all believing that they can get one of those four promotion spaces. There is yeah. going to be at least 11 very disappointed sides. And we're going to mm-hmm. see teams that have phenomenal squads that believe they should be winning the league. We're going to see teams like that finishing 13th, 14th, because there is just so it's much. Yeah. And I mean, even teams like Barrow, Mm-hmm. People write Barrow off, and I don't know why they're writing Barrow off because no. they did well last season. I mean, they did the double over you, and they did the double over us. Yeah. Um, but Barrow have signed two players so far, both League One players. Yeah. And Pete, Pete Wilde. And Pete Wilde is Pete Wilde. So I'm <laughs> going to read you the table for next season, and I want you to give me. So you're a Stockport fan. Yes. I'm going to read a name from a team, and I want you to give me your reaction if you were playing them what your thoughts would be going up against them. So then we can okay. judge just how serious it is. All right, okay. Accrington-Stanley. Ambivalent. I don't know enough about them. I, I'd be like, well, you know, the, the League One, they've come down. Yeah. yeah. But based on everything else and, you know, their season last year, last, last season, this season, whatever they've just finished, maybe mid-table. Hmm. Where did you put them? I've not seen your table, so this is fun. I, 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 won't, I won't do a prediction. I'm, I'm not. Oh, asking, right. I, don't, I don't want like you to do a prediction. I don't want you to do a prediction. <laughs> I just want you to. Um, I just want you to say how you would feel coming up against them. So, like, right. how how many games you feel truly nervous about, and yeah. how many you think, oh, we should be all right there, because then that I'm, all, I'm all right with Accrington. All right with Accrington. AFC Wimbledon. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think they're in free fall. They have signed Jake Reeves. From Stevenage. Oh. Great signing. Um, mm. But I do think that they are in free fall at the minute. Someone's got to change yeah. there. And they've got, uh, is it Al Al Halmadi? Is he Wimbledon? I think so, yeah. He's, I, I'm not entirely sure they managed to keep him. No, there's there's a lot of stuff that's got to change at Wimbledon this summer for them to continue. Mm. So, Accrington, Wimbledon, we're off to a good start. We're both yeah, we, yeah, all right. We're... Mm. We've won the league. All right, next, um, isn't it? It's Barrow, yeah. <laughs> we're, both lo- we're, both, we're both losing these ones. On paper, that wouldn't bother me normally, but no. six points last se- this season, yeah. whatever. Yeah. They, they essentially had a 12 point over both of us yeah. and still finished 15 points below us both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Bradford City. We we won one last one. I'm all right about that. Like, well, you, drew, like you didn't lose. You didn't lose. No, yeah, one one last. Oh, one one drew one. Well, yeah, drew one. Yeah. yeah, but that get that second game was torrid, wasn't it? Awful. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right with Bradford. Sorry. Thanks, Thanks Hannah. Colchester. Right. 
Mm, I'm okay with that. They uh, had a really good run at the end of the season, but I think that was just by virtue of other teams yeah, prior- yeah. differing priorities. And yeah, I think they still need another season to to build themselves. themselves. Yeah, everyone's favorite character, Crawley. Crawley. Um, they've been very quiet recently, haven't they? In terms of too nonsense. quiet. Their fans are fuming. Yeah, um, well, they, like I remember quiet. writing something for the Real AFL about the um, supporters' association. It feels like months ago, and, and nothing's yeah. happened. At uh, Crawley's an interesting one because they beat us, but it was before we were kind of uh, hitting form uh, in about October, and it's then too, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't. Did we? I think we beat them at home. So I'm I'm all right with I'm all right with Crawley. I'm there's there are many teams to come that I'm far more concerned about. Put it that way. Yeah, um, I'm I'm all right with the next two teams after Crawley, which is Crew and Doncaster. I think Don. I'm I'm not worried about them. I think Doncaster are going to do well this season, or at least considerably better than. Yeah, the they'll do better. Gone. They'll do mm. better. I think I feel like they've got a lot of work to do. Um, yeah. a lot of work to do and I wouldn't want I was saying this to a Doncaster fan the other day when he, he basically said if they don't go up it's a failure and I said that's not fair on no. Graham no. you cannot give him one season to turn those fortunes around um, you've the, got owner's to... off, the owner's promised a load of investment hasn't he but it's been really vague about it and... and and it's down to wording is that the owner has said significant imp- I think a significant investment yeah like, okay what does that mean? Because for me, if I put a hundred thousand pounds into a club, mm-hmm. that is a significant investment. Yeah. What does he mean? Is he well, talking? Right. Yeah. He's going to put a couple of million in. Yeah. What? And it's all very clever wording from owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I, I think Doncaster will finish comfortably mid-table, maybe maybe mm-hmm. just high-end mid-table. Um, Forest Green Rovers. Mm, not concerned too much. Nope. I, I've not been to the whatever it's called, the new lawn, something like that, whatever the ground's called. Yeah, the, the, I'm not the, so excited vegan for vegan pie. Yeah, no, do, do you know what? Um, it's one of those things everyone goes and complains about that, but then when they get there and they try the food, they're actually like, ah, oh, do you know what? It's not. Do you know food. what? In fairness, normally when I do try vegan or vegetarian food, I quite like it's it. Nice, yeah, it's I can never be bothered to do it myself, but yeah, it's the principle of it. Um, Gillingham. Gillingham, I'm much more worried about. We were supposed to play Gillingham on the last fixture before Christmas, I think, or like the 19th, and it was called off. And so we ended up playing them in like April. Yep. Uh, and we had two draws, home and away. Yeah. And they were flying by the end of the season. I mean, they went from kind of skirting relegation. They were like, rock bottom at one rock point. Rock bottom of the table to just creeping up. I think the Gallinsons are making a massive difference. I can only hope that they just um, almost over-invest in players in the same way that yeah. we did. And so they cripple themselves for the first 10 games of the season while the players learn to play together. Yeah. And I think on that, so you were around the 19th of December. We were the, the, the 11th. Right. <laughs> and our, ours was called off and we played them at the end of February at mm-hmm. theirs and we smashed them. 
Oh, did you? Yeah, we were the only team, I think, up to, well, I think from the, the beginning to the end of the season, I think we were, the, sorry, from the middle when Gallantons came in to the end of the season, I think we were the only team to turn them over at home. Yeah, um, they had a Andy Cook, record. Andy Cook scored that goal where he took the ball from the touchline and mm. came, he, 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 oh, just beautiful. Um, <laughs> everyone's favourites next, Grimsby Town. Well, I thought we were nearly at Harrogate. Grimsby, so we lost to Grimsby twice as well. Uh, which was a really painful New Year's Day and a really painful October time, maybe September. It was the game that my dad decided that he was never going to county again, not because we'd lost, but because of uh, like crowd trouble afterwards and I think he got hit by a bottle or something. Uh, so, yeah. Continually, apparently, don't have issues. No, 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 they don't. I, yeah, I did, had forgotten that. Um, and then New Year's Day, we played them away, uh, and lost again. So, yeah, I would be concerned about Grimsby, but it's got to be that that feels anomalous in that, um, you know, on paper, we should be fine. I yeah. think they will do better this season as well. I think that cup run properly crippled them I think without yeah. that they probably would have been you know Barrow maybe Mansfield type level yeah no I I agree well you mentioned them Harrogate we'll be fine I'm yeah, very excited though because they do oh I think we've talked about this and you were in like corporate hospitality or something they do the best pies and you are obsessed it. with food I oh. am uh, it, well, it's just it's just part of the whole thing, isn't it? But they do this yeah. gravy that's made with black sheep beer. And the black sheep oh. brewery has also been saved recently. So it's yeah. all good. So, yeah, that was one of my um, reasons to be cheerful on the county podcast this week. The well, black look, I'm putting gravy. a table together for next season and we're going to rate <laughs> every club's food yes. on the league table because it has to be done. Um, <laughs> I'm not overly worried about the next team as it stands right now. Right. Man Mansfield Town. No. But their fans are really taking exception to me when I've said that. And I've said, I don't mean you won't do anything this season. I mean, right now, all you've done is you've signed a player that you had last season on loan mm -hmm. when you failed. And you've signed yeah. a player that your, you guys, they signed a player, obviously, that you guys Yeah, Callum McDonald, yeah. But, but a lot of your fans expected him to go to National League. Well, he he's a funny one because he he was desperate to play in League One. When he came to us, he was out of contract and his agent had basically said, no, he wants League One football. I think it's at Tranmere. So he'd, he'd stuck out for that and then hadn't had any yeah. offers. And now he's ended up at Mansfield. So. so that's why I weren't overly impressed. But I said I'm not impressed by the signings as of yet because you've not added any quality. You've got mm -hmm. the same team you had last year and then this lad that really people thought we're going to go to the National League. And then you've yeah. given Nigel Clough another year when he took you backwards this year. Um, yeah. And they really took exception to that. They might and probably will make better signings. But as it stands right now, I'm yeah. not worried. Um, MK Dons. Graham Alexander. I They're know. not messing, are they? <laughs> can, we just, can we just say as well, a real EFL exclusive Graham Alexander. Uh, I'm delighted because... It was my first ever exclusive oh, really? that I got the information from. And I, I sent it across to, to, to Ryan. And I was like, Ryan, Graham Alexander, MK Donzi was like, 
how sure are you? <laughs> I sent him the proof and he just went, yeah, that's good enough for me. Oh, put it yeah. out. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And um, he's had three promotions like at each level. Yeah. So that I, I think it's a really canny appointment. That's great. I think it's a, they're going to be doing some, they're going to do some business this summer. Um, they could be the the dark horses next summer yeah. season because everyone's looking so. at teams coming up yeah. as the good ones. And the teams that come down usually sort of go mm-hmm. mid-table. They generally don't bounce yeah. straight back. These could. Uh, Morecambe. Morecambe. They're, I feel like they might do a double drop. Yeah, I, they are in real trouble at the minute. Really, really are. I'm delighted that they've kept Derek Adams on because it means Derek Adams mm-hmm. got to come back to Valley Parade next season. So we'll have a little bit of fun there. <laughs> we, mentioned, we mentioned Cole Stockton. They've lost, you know, they've lost yeah. their best players. And yeah. they are, Derek Adams has come out openly when they've, I don't know if you've seen any of his post match interviews at Morecambe. No, I don't think so. Like in the January transfer window, the report was saying, you know, are you going to bring any players in? And he, he literally looked at the report. He went, with what? He says, we have no money. <laughs> we don't have any money. There is none. I don't know what they're going to do this summer. Um, no. Morecambe could be beyond mm. all issues this summer. It could yeah. be off the field, real trouble that they yeah. get into. I'm not worried about Morecambe. Um, all these teams I'm saying are not worried about. They'll double us next season. Um, <laughs> six points for them. Newport County. I'm not worried about Newport. I'm not. I've not heard. They're, they're a bit like Mansfield in my head at the moment in terms of kind of nothingy, which sounds really harsh, but I think yeah. mid tables probably. There was nothing there last season, was there? With no, the- they. You know, they their form was kind of up and down as well, mm. just average. Not County. So. I think Luke Williams is staying, isn't he? They confirm that. I think so so yeah. I think he he's a very good influence and, and creative influence. I don't know that they will be as exceptional as their fans expect them to be. But as an unknown entity, I think... I'd be a little bit nervous about it, maybe. I feel like they'd see it as a big game. If they can keep Longstaff, mm-hmm. I don't think they will. And I think that that's where they're going to probably have to replace. Um, I don't know. I don't I, I don't think they'll do as well as, as, as no. people are making out. I don't think it's going to be them and Wrexham for the top two. I just don't. No, no, no. I think that's quite disrespectful to the league. People are saying that as well. Um, mm-hmm. Salford City. I am nervous. Could continue to be nervous about Salford. I think finish fifth and bottle it again. It's coming. No, well, maybe, but I, <laughs> yeah, I think if again, if they can keep people like Bolton and I don't know, we'll see. I think we're in talks with that McElhenney. That yeah, no, like Connor McElhenney. Yeah, I think we're in talks with him. I know they're mm-hmm. trying to keep him. He's out of contracts, but I've, I've heard that we're in talks with him. I would love mm-hmm. to see us sign him. Um, yeah, he's a big one. If they can keep him, then yeah. But I, I still think it's the Salford way, finishing the playoffs or finish just yeah. outside the playoffs, but never make it. Always the bridesmaid. They're, um, they're another one right. with potential financial issues, I think, sooner or later. 
there's got to be something done about that. You can't lose ninety thousand pounds a week mm-hmm. and and in League Two and, and not have anything done about it. And That's it's not probably right. more now. In fairness, I mean, it was ninety thousand this time last year, if not halfway yeah. through the season. So unfortunately, it's probably more given yeah. you know the way the economy is at the moment. Bad. I'm not going to say stop pot county because <laughs> I was going to say yeah depends how their injury situation is that week. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you know. Look, I'll I'll take stop pot county. I think you guys you'll be up there. You you've got you've got to learn. Thing is, you're going to go one or two ways after this playoff defeat. You'll either implode and you'll mm-hmm. go backwards, or you will really learn for it. And I think you guys will do the latter. I think you've got enough character about yourself. Um, is this Chaloner's first playoff loss? I believe it is. I don't, he apparently took it really, really and hard. And I think that's going to be a testament here as to, as to his character, how yeah. he deals with this. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it may just make him go, do you know what? We're not getting into the playoffs next season. We are winning or we are well, going. Right. And this season, if we hadn't have had that really awful 10-game start... If we'd have started playing when everyone else did, then we wouldn't have been at Wembley on Sunday because we would have been yeah. promoted automatically. So I think that's got to be the goal for next year. Yeah, yeah, you've got to improve, and your improvement has got to be to go up. If you don't go up in yeah. the play, if you don't go portals, you've got to go up in the playoffs. And we've improved yeah. our position every year for nine years. Yeah, so I think we you've improved our position again every year for eight years, haven't you? Something but like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that would make. Yeah. Um, Sutton United. Yeah, not bothered. <laughs> Offense sort of. Wait, just wait, Liam, for all of these to come back and bite me. No, this is when we. This is when it finishes with Akron. Oh, we'll uh, um, Swindon Town. I think Swindon. I think like all the ups and downs and the shenanigans and the the uh, backroom changes like with Sandro going i think there were signs of it at the end of last season and they'd got you know had like i don't know whether they'd lost five in a row and suddenly they won and you know, they were it was a different team almost in terms of them showing up and being a bit more resilient and and keeping going so i wouldn't i wouldn't count them out i think they'll do better this season this next season, oh my goodness! Yeah, no, yeah, we're t- we're, you know that, what? The one that's this coming. Season, this season is is the coming season. Yeah. I I don't think that the issues at Swindon are have reached boiling point yet. I don't oh, think. Well, that's reassuring. Um, I just I don't I, I don't know. And that's not me saying anything like I know or or anything yeah. like that. But I I just think that there's more to come. Um. Mm. I, and I don't think it's Michael Flynn that's going to be a problem. I think Michael Flynn's a fantastic manager. Um, but I just, look, I'll, I'll be honest, the, the Charlie Austin situation, Charlie Austin didn't like Jody Morris. Mm-hmm. And it was quite publicly well known. And we saw things with, you know, people in Charlie Austin's family liking tweets that yes. were like, yeah, yeah. You, you can't do that. And my mm-hmm. thought is, what if he doesn't like Michael Flynn? Mm. And this is from the beginning. What if he doesn't like Michael Flynn? Yeah. What if Michael Flynn doesn't play a way he likes from yeah. the beginning? That's going to be a huge, huge stumbling. He's got a. This isn't more. This isn't necessarily about Michael Flynn managing Swindon. 
it's about Michael Flynn managing Charlie Austin right now. Yes. He's got to he's got to yeah. get him on board. Um, yeah. But equally, you can't have a team that's so that that evolves so acutely around one player. Like with his, you know, if it's you know mood or you know, I don't know. The issue Just is that the, the fans kind of the fans believe that he's doing them a favor by being there. And I feel like I feel like people know that, and so there's kind of an uh, I want to say an advantage taken because I don't believe that's the case. But mm-hmm. I think that there's there's a couple of maybe a little bit of liberties taken in certain situations because yeah. they know that they can kind of well, I'm, you know, I can leave and I can go play higher up the football league table, right. and you know, I just don't think we've seen the end of the sagas at Swindon. I think it'd be they'd be incredibly lucky for it to just end all of a sudden and there not be more. Yeah. I, I yeah. More. Uh, Tramia Rovers. Uh, yeah. Um, I think they're in big trouble. That, that managerial appointment was funny. I can't even remember what his name was, but they had the opportunity to get someone in and make a difference. And instead they went with someone who'd been at the club for the last yeah. two or three years. And, you know, yeah, no one's happy with that. No, I think they're in trouble. Um, Walsall, another team that I believe are in serious trouble. Yeah, again, like big changes at the end of last season, and yeah, they just stopped playing, didn't they? And it, it's mm. it's non-footballing people making footballing decisions. Yeah, at the minute that's the issue, and yeah. you know the owners came. They've put the season ticket prices up to £527, which is, I mean, we're going to have a discussion on that in, in another yeah, one. Yeah, we, yeah. Had, we had a talk about it earlier about season yeah, ticket yeah. prices, and, and I have a very, very passionate rant about it. Yeah. So, but today's not the day. Um, we'll wait <laughs> we get producer Gary's agenda for another one. So, <laughs> a quiet week, maybe. Yeah, £527. It's a lot. Yeah, the owners aren't football people. They're mm-hmm. really not. And you you can tell that they're not and they came mm-hmm. in and they spent four weeks over here interviewing for the managerial role mm-hmm. they interviewed graham alexander they interviewed david artel and in mm-hmm. the end they gave it to the person that already had it mm-hmm. and that to me says that the, one of two things number one they either don't know what they're looking for like they don't have a style so they don't yeah. know what like when managers are saying i'll do this they don't really understand it or they just have absolutely no idea what they are doing. Uh, or they interviewed the wrong people, I suppose. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. What do you think of Walsall? Um, we had, well, they beat us, I think, the last time we played. They all oh, must have played them since, maybe. They beat us in the cup. <sighs> Fairly ambivalent, I think. It wasn't, we, we were atrocious. I think we were covid and um injury ridden and yeah it was one of those games i yeah. think i might have bettered against us all right ivan tony chill out <laughs> <laughs> well no it's just you know like but you like you said earlier those games where you go you go to them and you just know what's going to happen and it's like you yeah. wake up with that sense of dread and things start to go wrong um yeah it was one of those but yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I I put them mid to bottom, like as in you know mid mid second half. 
yeah. Last but not oh. least. Oh, I love that they're going to start the league at the bottom. <laughs> Rex, <laughs> yeah. Um, I look. I, I think I people think that I have an agenda against Wrexham. I mm-hmm. don't have an agenda against Wrexham. What I have mm-hmm. is an issue with this image that's being painted. Mm-hmm. For Wrexham fans that were there yeah. before these owners came in, when they were the ones that were there when they were relegated from the EFL, I'm delighted that they're now getting to see something different and they're getting to actually see something good. But this whole narrative of it being a fairy tale, yeah. in terms of a fairy tale, the only one it can be likened to is Robin Hood. <laughs> and in terms, I'm talking about the Disney cartoon Robin Hood. Yeah. Because in that story, they're Prince John. <laughs> right. They're not, they're not the good guy. They're hard. They've, they've, they've got all the wealth. Yeah. Anytime anybody gets anything that's slightly worth something or looks good, they, they, they yeah. take. It's theirs. Yeah. They tax it. Everyone else is fighting over scraps. And that is yeah. why I don't believe it's a fairy tale story. Or it is a fairy tale story, but I don't believe they are the character in the fairy tale they're making mm-hmm. out that they are. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think, I mean, obviously, we spent last season, no, last, yes. last season, <laughs> last, um, last in, season. The, in the National League with them, where this, the whole kind of circus around them was starting to grow, but I think nothing like the heights that it is now. And in all honesty, I don't know. I don't don't really know whose fault it is because the owners are doing what they believe is best for the club. And, you know, one of the things that Wrexham fans uh, throw back is that, oh, you're all being salty and you're all jealous and yeah. you're jealous of this investment and, and the profile. And I think it's almost um, not a perfect storm, but you've got these very personable, very high profile owners whose job and lives it is to court the media. And Ryan Reynolds is exceptional at what he does with the whole, with maximum effort, with the brands like Betty Buzz, which is Blake Lively's brand is sponsoring the training kits, also not available in the UK, but you know, that's, that's an aside. They are exceptionally good at what they do. Yeah. But it's not because of that, I mean, can, can we criticise them for using the resources that they've got to their advantage in terms of you know, maximising the outputs from the, the Disney documentary and the shirt sales and the TikTok sponsorship and all of these incredible endorsements? I don't know. The, and I don't begrudge them that at all. It's some of the fans that just drive me absolutely insane who, you know, it's this, you know, we're going to, and then, and then don't get me wrong, I know that some county fans were like that this time last year, and I know how annoying it was because yeah. it was annoying to me as well. Uh, but it's this is kind of next level. It's a sense of uh, an acute sense of entitlement from yes. from some of them. And, and you know, again, there's almost two very distinct groups of Wrexham fans, and there are the ones that have been there, week in week out for years who have seen the very dark days and can remember you know that that decline and why it happened and then there's the ones that have you know have been fans because they watched the documentary and uh, and yeah very very two very very different distinct sets of sets of people 
And I think what what I said earlier, so I'm, I'm going to read a, a little snippet from a Twitter conversation that's been going over the last 24 hours with a Wrexham fan. So the Wrexham fan literally tweeted saying, I don't like putting pressure on, but watching League Two last season, teams have a lot more time and space on the ball. Wrexham have a League One squad with championship quality being added to it. We will be in the top three for sure. And I just replied saying, that's incredibly disrespectful to the rest of the league. Mm -hmm. Stockport came up and everybody expected the same. Then he started throwing the money in. Stockport haven't been taken over by a billionaire, though, have they? So, well, actually, yes, they have. (laughs) (laughs) But then I I threw back, I said, who's a billionaire? Because Ryan Reynolds is worth 280 Mm. million. And then he started throwing, oh, well, he's selling Mint Mobile for $1.35 billion. And this is where you've just mentioned about Ryan Reynolds being very good about what he does. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds selling Mint, Mint Mobile for $1.35 billion. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Ryan Reynolds doesn't own all. It's of not his Mint personal Mobile. wealth. No, he's no. got a percentage share in it. He's, he's set to make about $140 million from it. Mm-hmm. So... He's worth, after he sold this, and then they were like, well, he sold Aviation Gin. I was like, he had a minority stake in Aviation yeah. Gin. He earned $60 million. Yeah. Aviation Gin wasn't his. He bought it. it you know, yeah. it, was, it was never his originally. I remember someone saying last season that Mark Stott was worth more than Ryan Reynolds. He is. Which I can completely believe. Yeah, so Ryan Reynolds, don't get me wrong, he's got a lot of money. But even after he sold Mint Mobile, Aviation Gene, all this stuff from his movies, he's not even halfway to being a billionaire. He's not even close to halfway. So and so I called this out and then a Wrexham fan, and this is where you get these two parallels. You've got this Wrexham fan that's saying, we're going to walk the league. We've got mm-hmm. all this money. We've got a billionaire owner. And then I, when I tweeted that, a Wrexham fan replied saying, fair play, it's nice to see someone neutral shooting down these ridiculous claims. And those mm-hmm. are the two yeah. ends of the scale. And all yeah. I'll say to any Wrexham fans, and look, I don't know if Wrexham fans are going to listen to this because they'll probably, like you say, they'll think we're jealous and they think they're yeah. above League Two, a lot of them, so they probably won't give us the time of day. But just don't forget where you've been because you yeah. have been at rock bottom and it will be so easy to go back there. Yeah. And it is, like you say, a perfect storm. It's brewing and it's there's there's a ceiling to what they're doing. And don't get me wrong, the ceiling's definitely higher than League Two. Mm-hmm. But when that ceiling hits and they start to struggle and they're, if they go up to League One, I, I looked at this, they go up to League One, there are owners in League One that have 30 times the wealth of Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I bet. And they're still not getting out of League One. Mm-hmm. So when they start to struggle, that's when you'll see the likes of Disney go, well, guys, the documentary is not really doing yeah. anything. It's just sitting still. So that yeah. goes away. Well, it'll be like the Amazon Prime ones. It'll be like, welcome to Scunthorpe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and that that's all what people are saying. Like, we're at a point now where it's got that obnoxious, where I do believe that for a lot of people, if they do drop it, if it goes wrong and they, they nosedive and they end up back there, no one will feel sorry for him. Whereas we mm-hmm. all did last time. We No one wants to see a club struggle, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many fans, and the I still I don't know if I mentioned this the other week. The most infuriating one, and it just highlights everything about what's wrong, was a Wrexham fan. I say fan. I use that term very loosely. Supporter, maybe. No, I don't. I don't even say supporter. Oh, no. I know. I, I think it's, and you'll see why. He was having a go at me on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and I looked at his profile, and this people forget that their profiles go back to the very beginning. And I looked at when he'd started tweeting about Wrexham mm-hmm. around the time. 
of the documentary. It's like yeah. fantastic. And I just replied saying, Who would you support if you didn't have Disney Plus? And he went, probably still Fulham. <laughs> like, and there's your answer. You don't yeah. care about Wrexham. You you yeah. aren't a Wrexham fan. And there's true Wrexham fans that are gonna struggle to get tickets and not gonna be able to buy yeah. shirts and sell out. And yeah. that's yeah, the, the, the real Wrexham fans are going to miss out and when it all goes tits up, because it will at some stage, it might not be now, it might not be 10 years, it might not be 20, it might not be 30 years. At some stage, it will go tits up and go wrong. Those Wrexham fans are going to be the ones that pick up, those mm-hmm. ones that were there before. They've got to stay and they've got to pick up this yeah. mess and they've got to clean it up and they've got to bounce back. And, you know, Mr. Fulham's going to go back to supporting Fulham. He's going to follow on to the next fad. And, yeah, yeah. so look, Wrexham, I'm, I'm from a team perspective. Yes, I'm obviously worried about them. They're going to be up there. Yeah, of course they are. But they should be because yeah, absolutely. Why? Look at the money they're spending. Look at the money yeah. they're putting into their team. They've got League One wages in the National League. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think Paul Mullins is going to be as effective as as he was. Mm-hmm. And people, people think I'm well, sorry for that. But. You know, there's although you know they have got a roster that's accustomed to playing at a high level. They have been playing in the national league for the last year. Most of them, some of them uh, longer, some of them less than a season. And there is a definite kind of shift in style and and pace. Um, less of that kind of hoofball that you see in in national league, and and that'll take some getting used to. It was yeah. a shock for us, and, so. and that's that was the thing. I think it will be a shock to them, and. You know, look at look. Paul Mullin has been phenomenal for Wrexham, mm-hmm. and he had one good season for Cambridge. But in nine mm. years playing in the EFL, he failed in eight of them. Mm. He yeah. failed at League Two levels seven on seven seasons, and he failed at a League One level. Yeah. yeah so there's going to be, yeah, it's it's mad. And this is, I got into that earlier as well. Who's better, Andy Cook or Paul Mullin? I believe. Andy <laughs> Cooke, I do believe Andy Cook's a better striker because, yeah, Paul Mullins had a couple of good seasons, but consistently yeah. over his career, yeah. Andy Cook has scored goals. Um, mm. You know, people, they're saying about Paul Mullins because he's got his goal record that he has at Wrexham. Andy Andy Cook had, uh, I think, 49 goals in 80 games for Tramia in the National mm. League. It's it's a different level. Yeah, um, He's got a lot to prove. I feel like the pressure's really on them now. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what they do with recruitment this summer. Probably sign Bale. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> on that note, so do, do you want to? We, we were going to do a different little segment that we want to add, don't we? Uh, yeah, we want to so, add, add some continuity, so we have a set thing that we do every week. Yeah, so we love to hear from you about, especially over the next couple of months as we head into the uh, silly season of transfers. Any of your ridiculous, wild transfer rumours that have come from your club either recently or in the past and we'll read out the best ones yeah i hope to see you know scurrilous stories about kebab shops and tesco chesterfield tesco Tesco was one (laughs) we had um, so every year for about six years we had nathan ellington's been seen on manningham lane (laughs) Um, and it was the thing is it was bizarre because I have no doubt that Nathan Ellington had been seen on Manningham Lane. Do you know why? Because he's from Bradford. <laughs> and like, and it was the summer and he was home. Yeah. And it was like, he's been seen on Manningham Lane. He's signing for the club. I, I love I love when you just get a random picture of a license plate 
Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone know who this is? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know who NA twenty three KJ Y is. Yeah. Uh, yeah because at county we've got the 1883 conference suite so it's probably not even like a player or anyone associated with the club it's just someone who's come for a posh meeting yeah i think i think i saw one the other day someone had tweeted a picture outside doncaster's ground saying guys it's billy sharp and i looked and i was like he hadn't even got tattoos (laughs) he's literally got his arm out and he's got a clean arm (laughs) like I love it, but at the same time, it's so stressful. And because of what we do, we're kind of the, I don't want to say the target, but we're kind of the place where people go with these stupid pictures and go, I mean, look, I'm going to call him out Aaron Challoner. I love Aaron Challoner to bits. I think he's ace and he's going to laugh when he sees this. But last year, he literally sent me a photo of the back of someone's Mm -hmm. head. And I replied and went, who's that? He went, don't know. (laughs) <laughs> and that, was, that was the entire conversation. I was like, "Nice one, Chal. Not a problem. You've just sent me a photo of someone's head. You haven't asked me a question. You just sent me a photo of someone's head, and, and, and you've told me you don't know who it is." Yeah, Crack and it. with that in mind, Ryan wants yeah. to hear all your uh... yes, so <laughs> you said, yeah. So send them to at Ryan Whelan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, genuinely, guys, tweet us any. Don't matter how wild and stupid they are. We want to hear about them. We want to see who's got the most ridiculous transfer rumour from at any point in your history. Yeah, and we'll finish off the podcast with them each week. We will. For as long That's as we can. That's going to be how people know that we're winding down as well, that little segment. Yeah. I like it. Um, nice. Hannah, we survived. We've reached the end. We have. We're what, one hour 16 without any supervision. I know. So. We did better than last yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but do contact you. We'll get all the updates on the at real EFL one mm. on on Twitter. The one is very important. And as ever, we love hearing your feedback. So please let us know what you think about the show. Any ideas, the things that you'd like us to cover over the summer when we've got nothing as much to talk about except for ridiculous transfer rumors and new shirt releases yeah i can't wait yeah no no pressure in these ones these ones are right nice and calm i know it's gonna be fun yeah and next week we'll do league one yeah so we're going to talk about the league one look league two look over we just did we're going to do the same we best League have one. a couple of guests for that, I think. Yeah, well, hopefully, I think producer Gary's back next week. Obviously, being a Lincoln yeah. fan, we'll be able to pull him in. That's why we didn't do it this week, because look, we <laughs> we do know about League One, but we, we haven't seen it enough to, I think, make those judgments. So we'll get a League One fan in to, to really help us understand League One a little bit better. Um, but thank you, guys. It's been it's been fun. Thank you for, mm-hmm. uh, for, for following us and, and listening for a third week in a row, or listening for the first time. Yeah. Thank you very much. See you next week. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116 123 
That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all your mates around watching your team on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share box on the go. And you know what? Your mates already got booked for double dipping. But then later on, you steal in, grab the last nugget and snatch all three points. Perfect. Why not order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app? Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.